Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Grand Hefe. Get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Uh, today is Friday. Uh, I believe it's like the 8th or something like that. The 7th. What is it? The 7th or the 8th? Something like that. Um, the 7th. Um, we had NFL uh, game last night. First NFL game um, between the Falcons and the Eagles. Um... I got a guest on with me today. Uh, he's been on the show. He came back. Uh, we're gonna talk some. Uh, we're gonna talk some Falcons, Eagles. We also gonna talk, um, you know, some uh, college football and uh, what's going on with Le'Veon Bell down in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, so without further ado, uh, Hatch, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing man. good, man. I'm doing good. Yeah, man. So you ready to get in this? Yeah, let's 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 get let's get the ball rolling, man. All right. So uh the Falcons and the Eagles played last night. The Super Bowl champs opened up uh at home last night against the Falcons. Uh a little bit weather delay. I think it was like a hour weather delay or something like that. The game started kind of late. Uh the Fal the, the the Eagles won eighteen to twelve. Um and I, I thought honestly this game was uh I thought this game was very winnable by the Falcons. I picked the Falcons to win this game. Um, no Carson Wentz, no Alshon Jeffries. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt is not there no more. Uh, I thought this was prime for, you know, the Falcons to to win this game. I thought, you know, uh, Matt Ryan played uh, subpar. I thought he played about as well as Matt Ryan plays. Um Nothing, nothing special. Nothing, you know. He 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 did what Matt Ryan do, um, and then um, Julio Jones. You know, I I I, I noticed something. I don't know if you noticed it, but it seemed like every time they were down on the goal line, Julio Jones was not in the game, and you know, uh, you know, they may say it was fatigue. I just felt like he was scared to uh to to live in the moment. And then again, two more drops last night. What do you think? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Normally, I, I, I would disagree, but I, I would look at it like this. I'm not going to say he's scared to live in the moment, but 
he had 169 yards receiving. You know, you got almost 200 yards. So, and from it's no re, it was no reason for him not to have a, a touchdown. So, not sure what happened. I don't know. Maybe he just said, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna get the other guys the opportunity." But um, no, not sure what happened. Yeah, I mean, because before the game, you know, there was a quote that came out and said something like, um, he said that there's no need to force him the ball. Now, I don't know what receiver has ever said, don't throw me the ball. Like, that's 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 crazy to me. And it's just to me, it just seemed like the moment is getting too big for Julio. And like I say, he, he's always been a high drop guy, had two more drops last night. Um Matt Ryan didn't help the situation out either. You know, he played about as poorly as uh, any MVP caliber quarterback can play uh, opening night. I'm going to chalk it up to maybe it was the weather, you know, the field was kind of wet. Maybe the balls are slippery. Uh, But again, man, their red zone offense, you know, as I was watching the game, you know, I just put some notes down and I've noticed their red zone offense is terrible terrible first two trips down there eight uh seven plays eight plays in the red zone all they get is three points they have to fix a red their red zone and that's what i'm saying about julio he's not in the game in those red to to even make red zone opportunity you know uh i don't i don't know i, I don't know i don't know i, I it will i I'll just say it like this you know it's the first game of the season so they coming off a little rust. Julio, I think he's trying to get other players involved, man. Just saying, hey, you know, I you know, I ain't the only receiver out here. I think that's that might have been what he's saying. You know, don't force, don't, you know, don't force me the ball. You know, you got other guys that you know, get it to them. Julio, Julio is not a selfish player. He's not a selfish player, but you know, if he's your go-to guy, uh, like you said, you know, you notice. Know Got down to the got down to the red zone. They took him out the game. Uh, it, 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 look back at the Super Bowl. I mean, they should have won the Super Bowl. You know why I stopped throwing the Julio Jones? That's what I said. So <laughs> he's killing uh, them. Uh, uh, and and Matt Ryan. I mean, you know, for all the money that you're getting paid, brother, you you got the you know me. I, I would tell him, hey, I'm paying you this money. You know, you need you need to deliver. You got to do something. I mean, you got to do something. I mean, yeah, and I get it. Julio had, you know, he had a big night. I got Julio on my fantasy team. Uh, He got me 30, 30 points last night. Listen, I appreciate all of that. But, my man, you got to get in the end zone. You have to get in the end zone. He hasn't had a double-digit touchdown season since his second year in the NFL. We need double-digit touchdowns, especially if you're going to have all those drops and especially if you're telling me, that that he's the best receiver in the NFL. I I can't well, buy it. I mean, he, I mean, he is. Uh, well, who is the best receiver in the NFL right now? I think Odell Beckham is the best receiver in the NFL. I I I don't think Odell Beckham is the best receiver in the in the league because I, I he's he from LSU and I, I don't like people from LSU. <laughs> uh. He ain't got nothing on Julio. I mean, Julio. Listen, Julio has nothing on. Listen, I tell you what, right now, stats put them side by side. Uh, I'm telling you, 
Julio Jones, I mean, uh, Odell Beckham is blowing him out of the water. I give you another well, stat. Yeah. I give you another stat. Give Odell Beckham Matt Ryan and let Julio go over to play with, with Eli and see what the difference is going to be. Well, yeah, because ain't no other – what other receivers do New York got? Plus, plus New York don't have a running game. We still don't well, yeah, even know so, how, uh, how Barkley is going to do this year. But, of course, you know, over of course, Odell Beckham's time, he hasn't had a, a running back there. Exactly. So you know that that's that's why Odell Beckham got the numbers that he got because he ain't got no he ain't got nobody else there. But it's but it's easier. But it 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 should be easier when you have a running game because now you get you get more one on one coverage. You get more man coverage when when you have no running back. Those teams can play zone. They don't have to load the box up to to stop the run because you don't have anybody. Not to mention, listen, I have to default to Antonio Brown being the best receiver. I think. Odell Beckham is the most talented receiver. I think he's he's literally the best receiver, but I only I only just defer to Antonio Brown because you can't argue with the stats. The stats are there for Antonio Brown every single year. I just think Odell Beckham's route running, uh, especially me being a former receiver. I, I mean, I look at all this stuff and I and I and that's why I bring up the stuff about Julio when I see him not in the game, when I see him mm-hmm. drop passes. The one pass that they call uh, incomplete on that fifty-two yarder uh, that you know that went to to the review, if he had just caught uh-huh. the ball the first time, it 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 wouldn't even had to go to review. Now I thought it was a catch when it, when they went back to the replay, um, but you know if he just catches the ball the first time, you 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 don't even have to worry about that. Well, you know, like I said, hey, it's the first game of the season. Everybody ain't going to show out, you know, put on and show out first game of the season. No, but he showed so, out, though. You know, I can't take anything from him. He had a he had a big night. Yeah, I, so I, I – I, and I, if you ask me who would I pick, I'm not picking, you know, I'm not picking Odell over uh, Julio. Hell, shit, if, if, if Andre uh, – if Megatron was stepping in the league, uh, I, I would not pick Odell over Megatron. No, well, but, I thought I thought what? Megatron was probably one of the best receivers I ever seen. But I'm just talking just skill gifted. Odell Beckham is is he is he is you know the exception to everything. I mean, if you look at his route running, route running is Chris. He can run. He can run the slants. He can run the digs. He can run the out routes. He can run the the comebacks. He can run the he can run the go routes, the post, the skinny post. And everything he does, he catches it out in front with his hands only. He well, he yeah, has yeah, some of the best that, set of hands I've, I've you know uh, since Larry Fitzgerald. When Chris fundamentals right there. Yeah, but that's you see fundamentals. Yeah, but you see a lot of receivers now, they catching the ball with their shoulder pads. Some of the best receivers, even Antonio Brown, he catches the ball with his shoulder pads a lot. Odell Beckham, everything is always out in front with him, and that's what I like. You know, that's 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 good technique because you catch everything out in front. DBs can't swat the ball away because it, it it hasn't even got there yet. I think Odell Beckham is gonna prove why he got that contract, and I think he's gonna prove this year that he is the best receiver in the NFL. Well, I I, I think it's gonna be the exact opposite. He's gonna show because normally, you know, when you get a player to get a big contract like that. They 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 don't do too well. This guy is rare. This guy is rare. He's rare. Yeah, but 
Nah. He's not leading his team. Is he, is he that leader? Is he leading the team? See, you know, that's why that's why I'm rolling with Julio. Julio said, don't force me the ball. That, in other words, to me, that's saying, hey, is, is other receivers on this team besides me? I got it, Jay. You want to keep going to me because you, you're confident that you know I'm going to catch it and all this stuff. But, hey, man, you know, don't don't throw it to me. Don't 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 try to throw no – don't bomb it to me, man, when all we need is five yards and, and you had the tight end just go up, go, you know, hit a slant. Well, maybe that's why he, he was out of the game in critical situations down in the red zone. You know, I mean – that especially that 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 first drive, he wasn't in not one play that whole first drive on the uh, goal line, not one play. And they ran four plays. They went for it. That's the first series when they went for it on fourth down. He wasn't in on not one of those plays. And how how can you be the best receiver? How I, let, let, listen? And and I hate doing this because I hate when people do it in basketball. But this is really fitting right here. How many of the great receivers wouldn't be in the game on any of those plays? How many that wouldn't? Give me. I one. don't know. No. Give me. One. I, I, I can't. I can't name you a great receiver that wasn't in the game at the critical moment. Give but, me one. Give me one from from this time. DeAndre Hopkins or Odell Beckham or you know Antonio Brown or you know Kenny Allen. Give me any one of these receivers I mean, if, that if, probably wouldn't if, be in the if, game if they were in the game. They they were decoys because. Come on now, what what sense do it make if you if you first and first and goal, second first second third goal? Why are you throwing the ball anyway? But at least be but at least be in the game to be a decoy. He wasn't even in the game to be a decoy. Maybe I mean, you know, maybe Freeman gets into the end zone if if Julio Jones is out there because maybe you can't play eight eight or nine in the box because because uh, you probably need the bracket cover of Julio no, out there. You got to be in the game. Who, who, they went Julio first. Might be hurt, man. They you went, might, man. They went first and goal. They went first and goal. I kind of understood why he wasn't in the game on first and goal because he had just made the big play down the field. Okay, get your breather. You you got one play. I was expecting to see him on second down, second and goal. He's not in the game. Okay, well maybe he needed to take an extra breather. Third and goal. He's still not in the game. And I, and I'm looking at my TV and I'm. I done started acting like Shannon Sharp now. I don't watch the TV with the uh, volume up. I watch it with it down. So, because sometimes it, it throws me off when I say something, and then the mm-hmm. announcer say the same thing that I say, and now I lose all my credibility when, when I come in here and talk about it. But, you know, I'm thinking he's going to be in there third and goal. I don't, I don't see him. And I'm like, what's going on with Julio? And then they line up and go for it on fourth down. Well, I'm definitely expecting to see Julio on fourth down. They run Freeman to the left side. Julio is nowhere to be found. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not gonna watch Julio. I'm not. I ain't gonna say I'm not gonna watch Julio. The, the Falcons, they got the worst offense coordinator ever. Steve Sarkeesian. He probably, he probably was drinking on the sideline. He probably was drunk, calling them plays. Oh, listen, that's another thing I said last night too. I put that in my notes. The play calling is terrible. I put terrible play calling. I mean, because it, I, I just didn't. I think sometimes these offensive coordinators, they get paid so much money to do, you know, I don't know what. Like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, what are you getting paid for? You do what works, and Julio is what works for you. 
But yeah. sometimes yeah. he's not even in the game to do it. But even when he is, you miss you miss him. You throw the ball low because Matt Ryan was inaccurate on a, on a lot of throws to Julio last night. Throw the ball low, throw the ball high, throw the ball out of bounds. Even the jump ball that he actually caught in the end zone uh, at the end of the game, Matt Ryan pushed him pushed him too far out of bounds, and he got Ronald Darby on him. And I'm a Florida State guy, but Ronald Darby is not that big. He he he's not big enough to contend with Julio. You just throw the ball up and let Julio go get it, and Matt Ryan sailed him out of bounds. Uh huh. It, it's just I, I, the Falcons. I thought this was their opportunity to come back to, you know, back where they were the year that they went to the Super Bowl, especially having Kevin Ridley. But I don't even think Kevin Ridley had a catch all night. Um, well, like, like I said, you know, it's it's the first game of the season. So, you know, it's, it's after today, you know, it's back to the drawing board. You know, this is what we're going to fix. Hopefully, hopefully Sarkeesian put put the flask or the bottle down. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, so you know. well, I I show I show hope so, or they play off hopes is done. Uh, so hey man, let's jump into some college football. Yeah. Uh, Clemson, um, uh, going to visit Texas A and M. Uh, I think this one right here could be interesting. Uh, although I believe Clemson will win this game, I think this is going to be a tough game for for Clemson. Uh, this is Jimbo Fisher. Uh, it's not like he don't know uh what Dabo Sweeney is going to bring. Uh. You know he he's very well um, acclimated with uh, Dabo Sweeney at from his time at Florida State. Uh, they split eight meetings, uh, four and four. Dabo one four. Jimbo one four. Uh, yeah. What do you think gonna happen uh, down in uh, in College Station this Saturday? Down in College Station, um, I, I'm 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 not so much. I'm I'm still. I've never been sold on. Uh, you know. Jimbo Fisher, you know, you go into a program. Neither have I. You know, you 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 he inherited what Bobby Bowden had. Inherited, inherited, and all he did was just tweak it a little more. And at which, and and I'm gonna just throw this out there. If you look at, I think uh, Jimbo Fisher is Bobby Bowden's son. <laughs> so, I, I think so. But I and and I and I think with him going to Texas A and M, he benefited from Kevin Sumner. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It'll be a close game. But I, you know, Clemson Clemson's gonna win because you know, Clemson's got two good quarterbacks. Uh, they they returned they they brought back a solid nucleus, and and you know they didn't. It was just a tune up game. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a close game. But Clemson is gonna win. Uh. This is where you're gonna see Kelly Bryant uh do his thing. Yeah, you think so? Uh, yeah. because uh in, in 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 week one, um they um they they split um reps with uh both quarterbacks. So I mean that's what I'm also um kinda excited to see as well. because uh, Trevor Lawrence, what he was like fifteen or seventeen, he had three touchdowns in that game. Uh so you know, I do like Kelly Bryant because Kelly Bryant is the experienced guy, and I think if it wasn't for him getting hurt last year uh, in that game against Syracuse, uh, they would have been in in a way better spot come uh, college football playoff time uh, because I, I thought with that injury, he took a step back. Uh, and he was never right because he was trying to rush back because he knew that they had a chance. Uh, but I think, yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. I think Clemson proves to be too much for them. Um, 
I do think Jimbo Fisher uh, is going to, you know, it's not going to be as easy as people think. But I'm right there with you. I think Jimbo Fisher is, to me, Jimbo Fisher is not a good coach. I think Jimbo Fisher is a good recruiter. He he can recruit his behind off every year. You know, uh, Florida State was in the top, you know, two, three, or four. We never dropped out of the top five, uh, you know, um, in none of the years that that Jimbo was there. So, I, you know, I think he's a good recruiter. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold on him really has to be a good coach. And then he goes to the SEC West, which is uh, one of probably one of the toughest divisions in college football. Uh, so, you know, what that's Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and then now you're going to add, you know, and that's what he's jumping into, thinking that he can do better. Well, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think I think Clemson win this game. Um, I think they beat the Aggies. Now, um, we got an SEC matchup uh early SEC East matchup, this could really be playoff implications. Uh, you know, you got Georgia going going uh to Columbia, South Carolina. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh. what you think gonna happen in this game? Uh I expect South Carolina to pull upset. Yeah. But if South Carolina don't win, I think it's gonna be a close game. Will Muschamp, I I always tell us about people. If Georgia gonna beat South Carolina, they're gonna beat them on the run. They're gonna they're gonna beat them with the running game. Will Muschamp has never been able. A Will Muschamp defense has never been able to shut down the run. Uh, if you go back and look at he, when Texas, when he was defense coordinator at Texas, uh, when Texas played Alabama in national championship game, mm-hmm. two quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, two running backs, Trent Richardson, Martin, both of them had a hundred over hundred yards rushing and two touchdowns. You know, go figure. Will, Will Muschamp cannot, uh, cannot, cannot. Uh, it's not a good. His, his run, he cannot stop a running game. So that's how Georgia would beat them. But you know, if if, if I, the reason why I say South Carolina because South Carolina is probably the only team in the ACC that's, that's they got. Is made up of mainly juniors and seniors, you know. Uh, Kirby Smart, he got he brought in that that touted recruiting class, mm-hmm. but they they won't they won't they still learning they still learning. No, yeah, uh, now I picked Georgia to win this game just because they got some of those guys that from that championship team. I, I just like Kirby Smart in this game over Will Muschamp. Uh, I do think it's going to be tough. You know, it's going to be tough to go down there in, in Columbia. You know, and uh, but I think I think the I think the Bulldogs, I think they're ready. I think Kirby Smart is gonna have them ready to go. Um, yeah, I think Georgia, I, I I think Georgia have a real good opportunity to go right back to the national championship game this year. Uh, you know, as long as they play how they played for them for the better part of last year, I think Jake Fromm will start to get better. Uh, they still have Swift there. You know, I think I think them boys is gonna be ready. Okay, yeah, like I said, you know, I'm calling the the upset. The, to me, it'll be it'll be a pretty close game. It'll be an upset. You calling the upset? Yeah, I mean, because you know, yeah. neither team really did much. You know, neither team had a test in week one. You know, to yeah. uh to talk about what it was Austin PV and I forgot uh the other school, but you know, uh South Carolina quarterback, you know, he did light it up. He was twenty two or twenty nine, two hundred fifty yards, four TDs. Um. So I mean they're gonna need a lot of that on uh Saturday against against Georgia to, to have a chance. And I think if they can, 
you know, if they can control the line of scrimmage with the run and start uh and um and uh pass the ball as well as they did last week or just as good, I think they'll have a, a pretty good chance. Um now we got uh number seventeen, USC. Two uh we we had a bunch of ranked – well, not really a bunch of ranked opponents. I think a lot of teams took a week off this week, you know, because most most of everybody played tough uh, tough schedules this first week. But we got number 17, USC, against number 10, Stanford, on Saturday night. Um, USC on the road. Uh, I think Stanford got a pretty – I think Stanford is going to win this game. Uh, I think Bryce Love bounced back from the week that he had last week uh, and become – the uh, Heisman Trophy candidate that that most people think that he could be, uh, you know, a lot of people think that he can win the Heisman this year, uh, and I think he has a bounce back game against rival USC uh, in this game. What you think? Yeah, I pick Stanford over USC. USC is not not relevant anymore. Uh, they they they've they're not they're they're down at the bottom of the barrel. So. Uh, yeah, I uh Stanford over USC. Stanford uh is 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 long overdue for their conference championship. So I, I would pick Stanford and, and and love this kid. Um he would be my he's he's my front runner for the Heisman trophy right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had a he had a tough game last week, but I think he bounced back this week. Uh yeah, I think I think he's gonna have a huge game. I said he was going to have about 26 carries, 150 some yards, and two touchdowns. I I think he goes big in this game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he goes big. Uh, now another another thing. Uh, jumping back to the NFL. Um, as we as we start to wrap up here. Uh, what do you think about Le'Veon Bell? Uh, in his contract situation. Uh, two part question. What do you think about him holding out? Do you think he should be holding out? Or do you think he should go ahead and sign his franchise tender and play? And then the second part to that question is, what do you think about his teammates speaking out on him? Like Big Ben, a uh, couple of the linemen saying, you know, uh, we 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 the one that's doing all the work for you and all that other stuff. So now we see how you are. What do you think about that? Uh, I I. I... <sighs> I'm not going. Let's go back to uh, – he's been in the league, what, five years? Yeah, five or six years or something like that. Okay, five years. Nobody knew who Le'Veon Bell was until, what, two, three – two years ago, three years ago? About three. At least at least I, did, I didn't. So, uh, give me – give me uh, if he's saying give me me, then, uh, you know, I'm right with him. Hey, hey, give, give me me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm uh, – uh, he's one. I'm he's running. the best back in the league, if you ask me. I think you it's know, him yeah. and Ezekiel Elliott, one A, one B, whichever one you want to go with. You know, I'll be fine with either or. For for him to have been in the league five years, three, four, five years, averaging four point three yards a carry. Uh, give give give, give it to me. Give me my money. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, you know. Give me, give me my money. Especially uh, when you're giving them seventy catches added on to those yeah. carries every year. Seventy catches plus, you yeah. know, two hundred plus carries a year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I'm right there with them. Give me my money. I, I would say now for 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 the team to say, okay, we we are we doing the work? 
okay, yeah, the line is blocking and everything, but at the same time, uh, most NFL running backs don't make it past 10 years. You know, most of them don't. So uh, the alignment has more longevity in the league than a running back. So for them to say that, I mean, you know, you just think about it, you know. Me, if it was me, man, I'd be out of there. I, I wouldn't show up. I mean, until, yeah. I wouldn't show oh, up until week 11 uh, because yeah. he has he, he has until week 11 to sign that $14.5 million uh, extension. And it's not about the money. You know, a lot of people don't really understand that. That it's not really about the money is the reason why he's holding out. It's the guarantees is the reason why he's holding out because oh, yeah. you know they did offer him a 70 million dollar contract but the guarantees was very very low and that's what he was going to negotiate like i want oh, yeah. more more incentives so yeah, you know just... not to mention plus he's getting paid for, if he would sign his franchise tender this year uh you know he'll get 14 and a half million dollars that's a lot of money in one year to play football but you know they're not giving him any guarantees, and that's the reason why he wouldn't hold out to get a new contract. Yeah, yeah, and I would hold out too, especially since uh, what's the what's the running back? Uh, Ty Gurley just got the, paid. Yeah, Ty Gurley just got paid. You know, so you know, of course, I'm like, okay, well, I'm averaging the same amount of yards per carry. Uh, and I catch more passes. I'm out there on the field more. more. Passes, you know. You know, pay me my money. If not, I'm I'm gone. Now, so I'm right with him. You know, he has until week eleven to sign that fourteen and a half million dollar tender, uh, so he can be eligible to be a free agent, uh, in the off season. Because if he doesn't sign it by week eleven, uh, he's not eligible to become a free agent. So, uh, I think by week eleven he will show up. I'm I'm thinking around. I think this holdout will last probably about another two or three weeks. Uh, so I think by week five or six, I think he'll be back. Um, or he, you know, knowing Le'Veon, if he if he held out for the start of the season, he may go go all the way till week eleven, sign his tender, you know, sit on the bench until uh until uh free agency in, in nineteen. Uh, but I, I, th- did, I think go ahead. I think he'll be back. I think he'll be back before then. I, I think you know it's just you know okay, uh, especially. You know, if he if he's not back, you know, hold out two or three more weeks, because uh, who who what what who did they, who's his backup? Uh, James Conner. Uh, 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 another nobody. The guy, yeah, he used to play at pitch at uh Pittsburgh. He was running back at Pittsburgh. Uh, he was decent. Uh, he was a decent college back, but to me, he's nobody to just you know, act like he's some some you know. Just like this yeah. guy or something. So yeah, I mean he's decent, but he's not he he's not anything to you know to act like he's everything over. So once they get to missing him, you know, he'll come back and, and everything will pick right on up. You know, it's just like kinda of like how Emmett Smith did when he held out uh back when, when Dallas won they uh you know when when Dallas came back, you know, for the Super Bowl, you know, well when they missed out on it, but you know, he'll uh <laughs> you know they'll they'll see that they're missing, and you know that they, of course they're gonna pay him what he want. I you know what I think I think their relationship is done. I don't think uh I think there's really no coming back 
from from this if you uh the Steelers and Le'Veon. I think once you start to hold out, and I think this thing has gotten really, really, um, really, really nasty, especially now that the teammates, the coaches, you know, are actually, you know, saying stuff. They're actually throwing them, throwing them up underneath the bus. I think this relationship is done. Uh, I really honestly don't see him coming back until week 11. I, I can honestly see that, you know. Well, he'll, 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 I don't think, like I said, he ain't going to hold out that long. Because, of course, I mean, he, um, you know, holding out that long, then, you know, you you, you, you hurting yourself, you know, because you're getting bored sitting around eating little Debbie cakes or whatever. But he can't because he loved it just because he loved the game. If he loved the game of football that much, like he said he does, he ain't going to hold out that long, you know. And if they'll give him what he want around, you know, trade deadline because trade deadline is normally what week eight. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, uh, you know, that uh, big way point. Gone. He'll be going, and he'll probably end up. Uh, uh, I, I, he'll be in where he don't want to go is Cleveland, so he'll end up. You know, probably saying, "Okay, send me anywhere but Cleveland." No, I think Cleveland would be good. I think Cleveland got a. Uh, I think we have a pretty good uh, stable of backs. Um, I think we'll be all right. I don't think, and you know, the money that he's going to demand, I don't think Cleveland is going to be able to pay him that. So, uh, yeah, I don't. Cleveland, no, I think that's off the option. But let me ask you one. Uh, you know, let me ask you a few NFL questions. Um, mm-hmm. Week one, uh, we got Odell against. Um, Jalen Ramsey, over under, you think he gets um, seven seven catches over under uh, yards, let's say 100? He gives up seven catches? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, do you think uh, Odell gets seven catches for 100 yards over under? Who? And they're, they're playing who? Uh, who are they playing? The Giants is playing um, uh, the Jaguars. Oh no, he's not a no, no. You don't think he's not, getting? Not, not. You don't think he's getting seven catches or a hundred yards? Not. You think it's under that? No. no, it's gonna take him more than seven catches to get you know a hundred yards or more. I don't think so. Simply because you know I don't think so. Jalen Ramsey, Odell is so explosive. <laughs> he's so explosive. It's it is it's possible he. He can go for 70 or 80 in, in, in one catch. And I'm a Jalen Ramsey fan because, you know, he comes from the great uh, Florida State University, uh, you know. But uh, Jalen Ramsey is a gambler. He, 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 he's really aggressive. And I think with a skilled receiver as Odell is, that could, you know, that could actually hurt him. Now, he played good against every top wide receiver in the NFL, Antonio Brown, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he, he – he put the the clamps on just about every receiver that he goes against. I think I think it's going to be a good matchup, but I think I think you know it's hard to keep Odell under hundred yards. A healthy uh-huh, Odell uh-huh. and the way Odell's been looking this training camp, it's going to be hard to keep that Odell under under hundred yards. I'm gonna throw out my joker to you on that one because uh, Jacksonville got 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 a got a skilled player in the secondary from from Alabama. Ronnie Harrison. Yeah, I, yeah, he's a nobody. He's a nobody. Well, he's from, he's from Tallahassee. Yeah, I know where he's from down there. Well, in, uh Lee, he he played at Leon in uh in Tallahassee. But Florida State missed out on him, and he he 
he, you know, Nick Saban made him look like made him look like a genius. Yeah, he, he made him look like a genius because I mean he Harrison he got better. I ain't gonna hate on him, especially since he's from you know he is from Tallahassee. That you know, but I, like you said, Nick Saban made him look like a genius. Uh, I thought he got better every single year though. You know, yeah. so and that's that's what you want to see all the time in a player, you know, somebody that's that's willing to get better and somebody that is going to get better, put in the work to get better. So, you know, he did get better every year. I just, you know, eh, eh. I played with a few safeties back in my high school that would have ate him up. So that's that's all I'm saying. Uh but but uh well what would we talk about? Oh Odell Odell will get over a hundred yards in this game. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is going to play tough. I think Jalen Ramsey get a pick in this game, but I think Odell gets the best of him. Okay, I, so I, I say, uh, I say he gets seven catches. Odell Beckham, seven catches for sixty-five yards. Ah, that's low. I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think so now. I don't think. So. Oh, another thing. Um, J- uh, Packers Bears week one. Uh, you know, much improved Bears team. I still, to me, I don't think they're there yet. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky in his second year. We'll see how he looks. Uh, they did get Allen Robinson from the Jaguars. Um, they did get. Um, they just they picked up Khalil Mack. Khalil uh, Mack so from the Raiders. Gonna, what you think happens in this game? Defense. That that'll be, a, I think the NFC. What what division are they? That's in? the NFC North. North? North, yeah. I think the NFC North just got a little bit tougher for the Packers to win. I I don't think the Packers are gonna win that division. Um, you know, I picked the uh, Minnesota Vikings to win that division. I picked the Packers getting in as a wild card. Uh, with the addition of Jimmy Graham, I think that helps them out a lot. But I think the Minnesota Vikings win that. They have the best defense in that division by far. They was the number one defense in the NFL last year. I don't see how that, how or why that would change this year. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is a upgrade from Case Keenum. Dalvin Cook is coming back, and before he tore his ACL last season, he was looking like he did at Florida State. Um, uh-huh. You know, they got Adam Thielen, uh, who's underrated. Stephon Diggs, Kyle Rudolph. I think I think this team is poised to go right back and have another, you know, thirteen and three season like they did last year, maybe twelve and four. Okay, so okay, so, yeah. So, uh, I and I, I, like I said, I agree with you. I think that that, that division just got a little bit tough. Oh, it did get tougher, I was going, definitely. Khalil Mack makes that division a lot tougher. This made the this made the Bears defense. You know, I, I can honestly say because uh, they they were missing something when Erlock Erlock left. So I'm like, when somebody says Chicago Bears, and I'm like Brian who? So you know, we got Khalil Mack. You know, Mac Daddy in the house. So yeah. uh that's that's gonna be an interesting game. I think the uh uh the the Packers will, will squeak by. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah. I, I I still have the Packers winning that game too. I, I don't think the uh I don't think the uh I don't think the Bears are ready just yet. Uh now speaking of, you know, uh this'll be the last one. We're gonna go uh Monday night game. Obviously, there's two, the Jets and Lions, but who cares about the Jets or the Lions? Uh, the other game, the uh, the second game, is going to be the Rams and the Raiders. John Gruden's first game back coaching. The Rams and, over, and the Raiders. Uh, you think John Gruden can pull it off? They are at home. 
Uh, but they are playing the Rams, the much improved Rams, who added a lot this offseason. They added Ndamukong Sue on the on the defensive line. They added Brandon Cooks that helped the wide receivers out. Uh, they added Akeem Tlaib, uh, one of the top man-to-man cornerbacks in the NFL. Um, they did lose Sammy Watkins to the Chiefs, but I think you get an upgrade with Brandon Cooks. Uh, you think John Gruden can pull it off in uh in his first first game back? Yeah. I, I think I think he's gonna pull it off only because you know Gruden he he never should have left the Raiders. Uh, he 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 was building them up, so I think he just you know he looked at it like okay, I got some unfinished business. I can run it the way I want to run it now. Now that Al Davis is gone, and they gave him like you know part of something, right? Like they they made him over everything where he yeah. can make roster decisions and everything. So yeah, yeah. so he's ten years, a he, hundred mil. Yeah, so he he's running it how he wants it. So I've. I, I've I've said it. I've always been a Raiders fan, especially you know when they got uh, when they had Jerry Rice and Tim Brown. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The who Raiders they had, are who they had throwing in the ball back then. Rich Gannon. Yeah, they they had some <laughs> some guy named Rich Gannon. You know, <laughs> he just he revived his career out there, and you know Super Bowl he just wasn't crap. But look for Oakland to do some good things and. I'm not gonna say on the ground. I'm not gonna say you know with a balanced off well with a balanced offense, but you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of stuff through the air. Oh yeah, I think he's gonna let uh, Derek Carr. Uh, I think he's gonna let it fly this year. You know they and, did and, get uh, Jordy Nelson over there, so you know he is a deep a deep ball threat. Even last year, coming off that ACL uh, tear, uh, he uh, and, him and Aaron Rodgers still had that that deep ball connection. So I think if Derek Carr can, you know, get that, um, get that continuity with him, you know, and you know, and they start to jail, I think he can be a big, huge threat for them this year. And and it's not even so much, uh, you know, Derek Carr because you know, we, we got a journeyman that's that's just waiting to step up, and I, you know, AJ McCarron, uh, the, probably like, that was like the dumbest trade for Buffalo because they got rid of a quarterback that that could actually play. So you you got you got Alabama connection there with AJ McCarron and, and Coop and, and uh and Coop. So hey, Gruden know what he's doing, man. He he's brewing up something good. So don't be surprised if you see uh Oakland Raiders uh in a divisional. <laughs> we'll see. Hey man, but I'm pre- prediction, huh? Yeah, that's definitely a boat. That's definitely an unpopular opinion right there. Hey, <laughs> hey, man! But I appreciate you for coming on the show again today, doing the show with me. Um, you you have anything before we get out of here? Oh yeah, I, I you know real quick. Uh, you know a lot of people they talking about Jalen Hurts down here in Alabama. You know, uh, you know people are like back talking this dude, and they talk about the other guy Tua Tagovailoa. Uh huh. And I had to always tell people, Jalen ain't got nothing to prove. Uh, you know, he, he took he took Bama, you know, to the to the college football playoff, you know, back to back. Um, only freshman to get only only freshman up on the next season, you know, to get SEC Player of the Year. You know, take a team to the championship. So, you know, everybody's so strong out on uh tour. If you go back and look at that Louisville game. That boy Tua got some work to do because he cannot take hits. 
uh, Jalen get hit, he brush it off and get right back up. So just watch as the season unfolds. Uh, next week starts conference play. Uh, I guess for you know all the colleges. Next week starts conference play for uh, SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, just keep your eye. Just just watch Jalen Hurts. Just just keep your eye out on just. Oh yeah, I he's know he's gonna be in New York. He's gonna be in New York this year. Hey, I know he ain't too far from out there starting. I think Nick Saban will have a short leash uh, on tour, especially with the experience that Jalen Hurts bring to that team and just the overall, you know, love I think he actually has for him as a person, not just a player. So, yeah, man, I, I you know, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a chance to, to, to get back in there. But I do appreciate and, Go ahead. And, and also, uh, I know Florida State lost Monday, but – I wouldn't be shocked if uh, – don't be surprised if you see the Seminoles. Are the Seminoles and Clemson in the same division? Uh-huh. Okay. And we still that's have your, to play Miami. That's your two teams. Miami, I ain't worried about them because they – they're a magic show. Miami, my, but Miami is still ranked right now. That could help uh, having another ranked opponent on the schedule. Plus, we still have to end the season with Florida – Hopefully that they have they stay where they at or you know they 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 go undefeated by the time we play them or something they still a rank, so we still have Florida. a chance to get back in there but we have to dominate everybody from here on out. Yeah, Florida State beats Clemson. They'll be in the ACC championship game and a possible playoff. Yeah, I think they'll probably chalk game. It depends on how we play for the rest of the season. Like I said, we'll have to kill everybody. We'll have to kill Miami when we play them. We'll have to kill Clemson. Uh, when we play them, um, you know, and I believe, uh, and uh, we have to kill Florida when we play them, and you know, we will have to, whoever we play in the ACC championship, which will probably be Virginia Tech again. If Virginia Tech is as good as we is is as good as they looked the other night, because they are in the Coastal Division, we play Virginia Tech again. We get that rematch with them, and we beat them bad. I think that could probably give us a little leap in the college football playoff. But it's going to take a lot of work for Florida State to get back in any conversation nationally for as college football playoffs. Yeah. But I appreciate so, – go ahead. So we'll, we'll see how it pan out, man. Uh, you know, so this uh, – Oh, college football is going to be is going to be exciting this year. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Very exciting. Very to see how, how Taggart comes back. Cause I didn't like that offense. I, I did not like that offense at all. Oh, uh, he's gonna have to tweak some things. Uh, that sideline, the sideline crap, it's gonna have to go. Uh, we're gonna have to start hitting people over the middle of the field. We're gonna have to start running the ball regular. I, I don't like that offense. I just say, you know, it, it it really don't start getting interesting until week three. Oh yeah, you know, week about week three to about week ten. It's 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 it's. It's game time. Yeah. Because every game matters down down that stretch. You know, and then what it is, week eight is when they actually start releasing the rankings from the uh the committee. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely go time by week eight. So college football is gonna be interesting this year. Uh, you know, uh to see which new teams emerge this year, which teams that we thought was good that really ain't good, you know. So yeah. that's why you go out there and play the games. But uh, make sure you guys catch me on RTS Sports Live uh, this Sunday, 
at 7.45 Mountain Standard Time, 9.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, hey, uh, Hatch, I appreciate you for coming on, on the show again. Uh, you know, uh, you've been there when I needed you. you. You come on the show every single time. You're always ready to go. I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate all the supporters uh, of the other podcast. Make sure that you download it. on. It's on Apple, uh, Google Play, Radio Public, you know, mostly any uh, podcasting site. Uh, make sure you catch RTF Sports uh, on on YouTube at RTF Productions. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, uh, share that. Make sure you give the podcast uh, a rating. Uh, and I'll see you guys uh, on Sunday. So see you guys. All right, man. What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Grant Hefe, and get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. And how y'all doing today? Um, you know, bright and early on on a Monday. Um, I feel pretty good, man. Uh, well, I'm normally up anyways because of my son, but uh, today is Monday. What the ele- what the tenth? Um, we had some good football uh this past weekend, man, in college and in uh NFL. Um. Before I start off, though, I just want to uh, say thank you guys for uh, the continued support. Um, you know, I really appreciate it. Uh, sometimes I know that probably goes unnoticed, uh, but I, I just want to say um, I appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys uh, also are following me on Instagram and Twitter at Grand Hefe, G-R-A-N-X-J-E-F-E. Um, also, uh, there are going to be some changes to the podcast probably within, you know, not right now, but in the next couple of weeks, uh, I'm gonna change uh hosting site, so you guys may have to re-download the podcast. Um, uh, you know, uh, within the next few weeks, but I'll let you guys know about 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 all of that. Um, without further ado, though, man, let's just go ahead and kick this show off because last night's game was crazy. Um, the Green Bay Packers was playing the uh, Chicago Bears divisional rivalry. I mean, this is, you know, this, this is, this is one of the great rivalries in, uh, in all of, uh, NFL, uh, Bears and Packers at Lambeau Field last night. This game started out kind of shaky, man. I'm not even gonna, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie to you. This game started out shaky for, you know, the, um, the Packers, uh, Khalil Mack was just a beast. Before I get to that though, let me just say this. I was right. I, yes, I am that type of person. You know, uh, especially well in this business, I think you have to be, you know, when you in the sports entertainment business, especially up and coming podcasters, you know, that's that's doing sports. You have to gloat a little bit about what you did. And it's not really gloating, but you have to point out where you were right, because that's the only credibility that we have as you know, as as people, you know, that's 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 talking sports, you know, uh. That's the only thing that we can go back and say, yeah, look, this is what I said was going to happen. And this is what happened in the end. 
Um, and that's that's the only way that we can gain credibility in, 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 in this business. It's a tough business, especially for guys who's not on ESPN, you know, on Fox Sports or, you know, the local radio station and all that other stuff, because we have to work 10 times as hard to get people to to uh, to to see that we know just as many sports as these people, you know, that that's sitting on TV. You know, it's all about opportunities. With that being said. I was right. I said when I, you know, a- after the, the Raiders made that trade, I even talked about it on RTF Sports. If you guys are not following me on RTF Sports, uh, make sure you follow RTF Productions on YouTube. Um, we do live shows every Tuesday, Thursdays, and Sundays uh, at 7.45 uh, a.m. Mountain Standard Time, 9.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, every single Tuesday, Wednesday, sorry, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday on um on youtube uh and if you follow me on twitter i normally share the link on twitter so that's why you guys need to be following me on twitter also um but yeah like i i i said it after the trade went down that this was perfect for um john gruden and the oakland raiders and i and why did i say that i said it because defensive players do not directly impact wins and i told my friend this last night on facebook because he's a bears fan i've I, i've had him on the show before uh i'm going to have him on the show again um you know uh reese uh in the near future uh but uh I, I i was telling him last night during that game you know everybody was excited that the bears was winning and i told him i'm really not that impressed right now you know and i'm like defensive players does not directly impact wins you know i see everybody talking about well the raiders were stupid john gruden is stupid this and that well how stupid does he look now because khalil matt was a force last night in the first half right khalil matt khalil matt played literally i ain't gonna say the game of his life but the game of his life because we've seen khalil matt do this time and time again so it's, it's it's not like he you know that was out of the ordinary for Khalil Mack. But he played out of his mind last night in the first half. And to be honest, he only had three tackles. Just the ones that he had was so dominant. You know, he had the strip, the strip fumble recovery that he had. Sack, strip, uh, so you know, that's how they teach it. Uh, you know, so you get the sack. He gets the um he gets a tackle for that because they they add that to the tackles you know he gets a turnover for it a for a, a forced fumble for it and then he gets the recovery and then you know uh the guy name is slipping my mind right now um Robertson uh Roy Roy Robertson Harrison played at UTEP out here I'm gonna have to give him a little a little pub um credit to him he played a, a a pretty good game last night constant pressure on the quarterback um but uh Khalil Mack played the game played out of his mind in the first half he was nowhere to be found in the second half but to the original point I was telling my friend listen and I said it on, on the show I said on RTS Sports defensive players do not directly impact winning and losing no matter how good they are you know as I was saying about people was talking about how stupid John Gruden was. Well, how many Super Bowls did the Raiders win with Khalil Mack if he's that dominant? And he is that dominant. I'm just saying, you know, he does not 
impact wins if you do not have a quarterback or an offense that can score points. You still have to score more points than the other team. And you cannot rely on your defense to be scoring points all the time. You know? The Bears only scored one offensive touchdown. They scored one offensive touchdown. And then they kicked two field goals. If I'm not if if I if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you know, uh, you know, but defensive players, yeah, they, they're great. J.J. Watt, look how many Super Bowls he contributed to zero. You know, I, I told I told a guy on Twitter last week, you know, when this first came out, too. And, you know, he was telling me how many good pass rushes, you know, you know, to do this. And I'm like, listen, man, it, it doesn't matter. I say that's 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 really irrelevant, you know, because that's all um, none of that is facts based. We all can, uh, can can throw out our opinion, but but what I do know is defensive players do not directly impact winning and losing one player. Defense as a whole can be crazy. 2000 Ravens team, you know, the 49ers teams, you know, the Denver Broncos team as a whole, the defense as a whole, you know, and, and Payton's last year, you know, defenses as a whole can be great for you, but one particular player is not going to directly impact those wins and losses as you would think. All of that he did last night, and they still came out with the L. Why? Because I said it, and I said it again. I do not trust Mitchell Trubisky to do anything worthwhile. He held on to the you. First off, you get a, you get a second. Before we get to Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers was completely uh, out of his mind when he came back in the second half. Um but you get two chances, Mitchell Trubisky, at the end of the game because Clay Matthews stupidly. I, l- listen, man, you defensive guys are 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 loose cannons for real. I've always said that. I've always been an offensive guy. Most of my friends play defense, you know. Um, and I always used to tell them, y'all are stupid, man. Y'all are y'all are celebrate a big hit after somebody gets 15 yards. Like, who cares, bro? Move the sticks. That's all I care about. Let's move them sticks. You over here gloating about a big hit after I done gained 15 yards. Clay Matthews, he 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 was so frustrated, he just wanted to hit the quarterback. He seen the ball gone. The ball was clearly gone. And not only did he just try to tackle Trubisky, he literally lunged at him. That's going to get called every single time, my guy. But moving on to, uh, to Rodgers. Rodgers was sensational. Uh, he really didn't do much in the first half. Uh, I believe he only had like three completions in that first half, uh, and it, you know only only about what fifteen yards or so. He, it, it wasn't great. Uh, and I'm gonna be honest with you guys, man. I turned this game off at halftime. I said, "Listen, man, Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Um, I don't know if he's gonna come back." I say, um, "I'm finna look at some YouTube, try to find some new stuff to incorporate in the podcast." Gets look look for some new equipment, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, another thing, eventually we're gonna start going into live live shows, uh, and uh, I want to be able to have a call in feature for you guys. Um, so I am working on that. So I got on YouTube. I'm you know I'm I'm researching some 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 you know some programs, some software, some equipment that I need so I can make that happen. You know, but I'm still checking my phone to ESPN to play by play. I'm looking at play by play. And then they go down 20 to nothing. I'm like, yeah, it's done. You know, 
Uh, then they kick a field goal. I'm like, okay, whatever. They, you know, they trying to stop the bleeding a little bit. And then Aaron Rodgers, some just told me to, to turn back on the game. As I'm turning on the game, he's throwing a bomb to Allison. A bomb. I mean, absolute rope. Now, Allison got away with a push-off. And offensive pass interference is hardly ever called. And honestly, I don't understand why it's not called as as often as as a defensive pass interference, but I get it. They're trying to, um, they trying to sell points. The NFL is, you know, people, people want to see, um, touchdowns being scored. So I get it. Um, still not fair for the defender when, you know, half the time they barely touch receivers and pass interference get called, but a receiver can, that was clearly a blatant push. Now, the, 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 the referee wasn't really in a good spot because he was running with the play, on the on the uh sideline uh so he was kind of shielded by Allison because Allison pushed off with his left hand referee can't really see his left hand plus in his mind both of them are just fighting for position clearly a push off but Aaron Rodgers throws a rope now I've always said man these offenses and defensive coordinators they start out thinking themselves and they start doing stupid stuff Bears defense clearly went into prevent defense in the second half they just trying to protect the lead you guys are professional football players and at any given moment anybody can come back and beat you no matter who it is all these guys are are are, are, are pros you know uh and all i thought they did was sock back and play prevent defense they only rushed four guys um when you got a hobble aaron Rodgers, if it was me we're gonna test that leg out my guy we're gonna test that we are going to test that left leg, that left knee out, what whichever knee it is, we're going to test both of them out cuz we're going to be bringing the house. We're going to we're going to blitz you so much. It's either you're going to you're going to you're going to say, "Listen, I can't do this," or you're just going to take the hits. I thought Bears defense, they played they played so laxadaisical, you know, and that's part of the defensive coordinator because he's the one that's that's bringing in the play calls. Do what got you there. Keep bringing pressure. Keep Keep uh doing stunts uh the defensive line linebackers keep twisting keep you know you 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 have to mix it up and especially when you playing a guy like Aaron Rodgers he he will eat you up if he has time to sit it doesn't matter how many people you got in coverage if you give great quarterbacks Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady Peyton Manning Drew Brees you know even even uh, Aaron Rodgers to a I mean um uh, Eli Manning to a lesser extent. You give good quarterbacks, good to great quarterbacks, a clean pocket to just sit there, they will eat you up. And that's what happened last night. Aaron Rodgers was 17 of 23, 278 yards, three touchdowns, all in the second half. You know, and even on that last play to Randall Cobb, the, the go-ahead touchdown, you know, I thought that was a great throw by by, by by Aaron Rodgers. You know, he he had to get the ball past the linebacker. And after that, you know, it was just catch and run for Randall Cobb. I mean, he 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 ran untouched all the way to the end zone. Uh the 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 Packers offense did have a lot of yak and you know, us receivers, man. We love them. We love me, we love us some yak for sure. For those yards after catch, we love that yak. Um, but you know, that was a, that was a pretty, pretty, pretty great throw by, by Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, he, he just throws the ball so effortlessly, man. It's, it just, 
pops out his hand. And that's where people get this, you know, he's the best quarterback in the NFL from. To me, you know, as much as I hate Brady, he still got to do a little bit more to show me that he's the best quarterback in the league because too many excuses are made for him. You know, uh, he has the better offense than, 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 than Brady. And I don't think that's, that's debatable. You know, neither, neither team has a great running back. Jimmy Graham and Gronk, obviously Gronk is better, but we kind of split hairs with, with Jimmy Graham. If you go back a couple years ago when he was actually getting the ball thrown to him, uh, Jimmy Graham was just as good as any tight end in the league. Uh, I would have took Jimmy Graham over Gronk probably, you know, uh, but it's, it's one, a one B back in their heyday when Jimmy Graham was with the saints. I thought he took a step back only because of the quarterback he had to play with in Seattle. I just think that that system wasn't great for him. Um, I thought they picked him up only because they were just trying to gain a weapon for, uh, Russell Wilson. But, um, Jimmy Graham, Gronkowski, I mean, yeah, Gronk is better now, uh, but Jimmy Graham is right there, obviously, whenever he's getting the ball thrown to him. Um, also, uh, what, Devontae Adams? I would pick Devontae Adams over any receiver that, um, that, excuse me, Randall Cobb or Devontae Adams over any one of those receivers that Brady has right now. Um, so to me, you know, Aaron Rodgers get a lot of pass. And, you know, I told my friend last night uh, during the game, I said, they talking real good about Aaron Rodgers right now. I broke one of my rules, and I actually listened to the commentary yesterday. Um, I was like, they praising Aaron Rodgers right now for playing with one leg. And, listen, he deserves all the credit, you know. Um, but I say, but let him have came out and played bad. They would have said, oh, it's because of the injury. You know, he, he he's the only guy that gets that many passes for elite quarterbacks. You know, Brady don't get that. You know, nobody really made it a big deal, you know, last year that Brady had stitches in his hand. If he played bad, you know, hey, Brady played bad. You know, nobody, you know, went to the stitch thing, you know. But I think Aaron Rodgers played as good of a game as, I mean, listen, that was remarkable, man. Down 20 points, 17 in the fourth. I mean, that's 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 unbelievable, man. Uh another game um that you know um that was kind of close to Carolina Panthers. Listen, man, I listen, I've said this over and I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna briefly go through this Cowboys game because it really wasn't much to 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 analyze. But I will say this. I've said this multiple times um, throughout the past, and that is when Ezekiel Elliott does not get over 100 yards, the Cowboys normally lose, and nine times out of ten, that Prescott does not play good. Now, I said on RTF Sports um, yesterday morning, while we were picking the games, because this was one of the games that we picked, the Cowboys and the Panthers. Um, I picked the Panthers to win this game. If you guys also want to get my game picks, the NFL game picks, I do those game picks on RTS Sports. I just talk about the games here, but I make my game picks on RTS Sports. Um, but I picked the Carolina Panthers, and I picked them for you know a couple reasons that proved to me, I mean that proved to be right again. I said yesterday, they don't have any playmakers. Who are they going to throw the ball to? 
Jason Witten gone, Des Bryant gone. Who are you going to throw the ball to? You got nobody to throw the ball to, and that Prescott is already not a good passer. I also said they will miss Travis Frederick. They will – that offensive line, you know, listen, being around football, you start to, you know, you start to notice a lot of stuff that just the casual fan wouldn't notice. And that's one offensive line missing. No big deal, right? They got like three, four all pros on that offensive line. No big deal. Best best offensive line in football. But when you're missing, you know, a key piece, and the center is a key piece, because most not not nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, he's the guy who's telling the offensive line what they're gonna do. You know, he he's making his own checks. You know, you'll see him get to the line. He'll grab the football. He start pointing. He he's doing that for a reason. You know, uh, when you're missing a guy like Travis Frederick, Pro Bowler, All Pro, listen. The cohesiveness of the offensive line tends to drop because the um because the cohesiveness the the you know the um that that um that bond ain't there you know so now you got you don't know how this guy will react in this situation when you know hey listen man I know if Travis was in there I know Travis going to do this if this happened you know they gave up six sacks yesterday. Zeke didn't get to 100 yards. I believe it was 17 carries for, I believe it was like 60-something yards. 15 carries, 69 yards. He did have a, a touchdown. But for the most part, he was bottled up. You know, he had a couple, he had one one run for like 17 yards, which really boosted up his, his, his average. And then, you know, the touchdown run, I believe, was like 10 or so yards. So, you know, but outside of that, they pretty much had him locked up all night. And that's the recipe when you play the Cowboys. Listen, you're going to, all you have to do is stop Ezekiel Elliott and make that Prescott beat you. When he don't have that 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 run option first, you know, because that's how he sets up most of his plays. He sets up a lot of his throws off the run because from off of Ezekiel's run or from off of his own runs, his design um, quarterback keepers, you know. So now that's what hurts you with that Prescott, the fact that he he's not a fast quarterback, but he's a mobile quarterback. He can get out and run. So, you know, when you lose contain, he's going to run and he eats you up. And then that's when they can come with a play action pass and beat you deep. But that Prescott is not. And I repeat, that Prescott is not a polished passer. Um, So, I mean, the Carolina Panthers seen that. That defense is stout. I also brung that up in the, you know, in the in the pregame um, that uh, in the pregame talk. That that defense was going to be ready. Now they took a big blow losing Greg Olson, so we'll see how the Carolina Panthers recover uh, throughout the rest of the season. Uh, but you know uh, the Dallas Cowboys may be in trouble if they don't get those offensive line problems fixed and get them another playmaker. Which is you know another reason you know I tweeted out on draft night. You know I thought that the Cowboys was going to draft Calvin Ridley, which would have been the smart thing to do, especially knowing that they wasn't going to pay Des Bryant. So you was depending on Cole Beasley, you know, to 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 be that number one. That's 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 what you were doing. That don't make any sense to me. I thought it was prime. He was still on the board, you know. Cowboys picked before Atlanta. He was still on the board when the Cowboys picked. And you know you're gonna lose a receiver. I guess they thought, listen. Jerry Jones, we got the best offensive line in football. We got Ezekiel. I trust, I trust that Prescott. Well, I don't trust that Prescott. And uh, by the end of this season, a lot of people won't trust that Prescott. And you're gonna realize 
that you guys should have took a receiver in, in, in the first round. You guys should have took a receiver so you could score some points. Listen, I, I, I said it in, in my opening. I don't care how good of a defensive player you are. If the offense can't score no points, it does not matter. It literally does not matter what happens if your offense cannot score points. You know, they have to score points or else it's just it's, it's not avoid what you did. Who cares? Honestly speaking, who cares about what Khalil Mack did, you know, uh, last night? You know why? Because it got overshadowed. Why? Because somebody scored points. That's the that's the nature of it. <laughs> you can be a great defender if you don't have an offense to back that up. You don't have a quarterback or a running back receiver that can make some big plays and score some points. You will not win because the name of the game. See, you know, they always say defense win championships. Listen, I don't care about that. I'm an offensive guy. All I know is we got to score more points than the other team. That's that's what win games. I don't care about no defense. I do care about defense, but I don't care about no defense because that ain't going to win us games. Score more points than the other team wins us games. That, that, that's what's going to win you games. Scoring more points than the other team. Because as I said, nobody's talking about Khalil Mack. Yeah, they saying, you know, yeah, Khalil, oh, he had a monster first half, you know. But most of that was done also without uh, Rodgers doing, doing much, you know, and then Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, you know, that, yeah, yeah. It, it is Deshaun Kaiser, you know. So, I mean, yeah, good defender, good defenders. Yeah, man, that works all the time. But you got to be able to score points. And the Cowboys are going to, back to the Cowboys, the Cowboys are going to struggle scoring those points this year. Who is going to be their playmakers if they don't get that from Zeke? Their offense goes as Zeke goes. When Zeke gets under 100 yards, it's nine times out of 10, eight times out of 10, it's normally bad news for the Cowboys. Because you cannot give that Prescott the ball and say, here, go win us the game. Yeah, he'll do it a couple times. He's a pro. He's an NFL player. He's not a scrub. I'm not calling him a scrub. I'm just saying, listen, he's not what, what people try to make him out to be. You know, the Skip Baylesses and the, the Will Canes, and I get it. They're, they're, they're natural fans, but they're not the only guys that, that's, that's, that's high on that Prescott. You know, uh, so listen, man, the, the Cowboys are going to have a long season if they, don't get, if they don't get that offensive line taken care of and they don't get Zeke over 100 yards. Uh, moving right along, man, um, I want, before I get to the, excuse me, I'm getting kind of sick, uh, but before we get to the Monday night game, and, you know, some of the college football games. I have to talk about this, man, because, you know, um, this really bothered me, honestly. And not so much of what she did, but it's the people that's trying to defend this. Um, Serena Williams acting like an entitled baby on Saturday or what Saturday night. Yes. Saturday at the U.S. Open. She acted like an entitled baby. You know, that's that's exactly what she did. The rules state that you cannot coach. You cannot be coached. You cannot get coaching. Now, she she tries she she tries to flip the narrative on the referee and say, 
tell them I'm not cheating. I'm not doing this. I'm not getting coaching. I would rather I would rather lose than to cheat. Listen, Serena, nobody said that you were cheating. Just because you were, you were in violation of the rules don't make you a cheater. In basketball, if I foul you, that's a violation of the rules. That's why you go shoot two free throws if you're shooting or you keep the ball. Nobody said they're cheating. It's just a violation of the rule. And all he did was give you a warning, a warning. Her coach clearly admitted to 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 coaching, you know, and listen, you know, before I get too deep in this, I will say this. They need to change that rule, you know, Uh, and not just because of what happened to Serena, because you're playing a sport that requires a coach. Why? You know, and I get it. They're not supposed to be getting coached on the on while they're playing. You know, I get that. But. What other what other, you know, um, sport don't allow you to coach while you're in the act? You know, now I thought his reasons was a little bit childish. You know, well, you know, everybody do it. You know, this person do it. Roger, uh, Rafa, you know, his coaching, you know, I seen, you know, her coach doing all this. Listen, that's not the point. <laughs> it's, 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 it's almost like, hey, man. You driving 90, I'm driving 90. You get pulled over. You say, yeah, but he was doing it. But who cares? Because at the, because right now I caught you doing it. Were you doing it or were you not doing it? That's that's the only thing that matters. Were you or were you not? It, 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 it's, it's not about who else was doing it. Also, it's about were you doing it? He He admitted, yes, he was doing it. So at that point, it shouldn't have been no more. It shouldn't have been no more confusion. It shouldn't have been no more confusion. I thought Serena tried to tried to assert her um Serena on on this referee and he was not going for it you know she goes back then she breaks her racket now since that's her second violation he has to deduct a point you know she goes you know at the change she goes to sit down she's still going on with it still going on with it still going on to the point where she says you're going to give me an apology. You're going to tell these people that I that I wasn't cheating. You know, you know, um, are you going to apologize to me? And, uh, you know, I'm guessing he said no, because obviously, because right after that, she says, well, then don't talk to me. Like now you're being a child. You know, you a 30 something year old grown woman acting like a child for real right now. Like who tells who tells somebody, well, then don't talk to me like that's like like he ain't your boyfriend. Your husband, your best friend, you know, just somebody you like, he's the referee. What you mean? Don't talk to me then. Don't talk like, and then she called him a, a thief. Well, well, now you deserve everything you get. It's almost like this, you know, in basketball, because this is the best example that I can give you because it happens all the time in basketball. A star player, right? Disagree with a call. He goes up to the referee. The referee basically gives him the cold shoulder. Hey, man, chill out. He walks away. That's that's his warning. The warning is when I walk away. You know, the warning is, is when I tell you I ain't trying to hear it and I walk away. The warning for Serena was, hey, he gave her a, a you know, a real warning for 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 coaching. And if you actually look at the clip, you see Serena actually trying to be slick. And she's she's looking out the corner of her eye. She looks up there and she looks down and she looks back up there. So she can see what, because at first I don't believe she knew what he was doing, which is the reason why when she looked up there, she looked back down and she's like, oh, he's trying to tell me something. 
she looks back up at the at the um in the crowd. So regardless of whether she received the coaching or not, that's that's not the point. The point is you can't coach. So the referee in the NBA, he just walks out. Hey, hey, LeBron, chill out, okay? Hey, Kobe, hey, Durant, hey, Curry, you know, chill out, man. I'm going to walk away. When they keep going, then that's when they go ahead and tech them up. The first, you know, or they give them a tech as the warning. Hey, I'm giving you a tech, chill out. And then at that point, most of the NBA players know, listen, all right, I'm going to back off. He gave me a tech, all right, I said, I said my piece. I said what I'm going to say to him. Um, he gave me a tech, I'm going to back off. Serena just kept going uh, on and on. It's like she just kept pushing the narrative, kept pushing it. And then after the fact, she talks about women rights. Like, what does that have to do with women rights? He gave you a warning for coaching. You broke your racket. Obviously, they, they, they do that all the time. But every referee is not the same. You can't expect every referee to judge you the way that this referee did. You know, um. I was a pitcher, you know, uh, as I was growing up, I stopped pitching in high school cause I would just get so frustrated, you know? Uh, but I'll never forget, man. My dad used to always tell me this, you know, I know I'm throwing strikes. The umpire, he ain't giving me, he ain't giving me strike calls. He giving me balls. And I used to, I used to get so mad and I used to go tell my dad, like, man, I know, I know I'm throwing strikes. And he used to tell me, you see, he's not calling them strikes. So what do you need to do? You need to adjust. You obviously see this referee is not like the rest of the referees that you that you get, Serena. What do you need to do? You need to adjust. Not to mention, what are you being a crybaby for taking away from what, you know, your opponent did by making this all about you for a warning? A warning. You made this big fuss because of a warning? All of this started because he gave you a warning for clear coaching? He was clearly coaching you. He telling you to come up. Play the net. And all of this started because of that? And you go talk about women rights? I'm just doing this because of, you know, the women rights, you know, the next person. Like, come on, man. Like, how, how do we get there? How how do we get there? Well, we're talking about women rights. When you were in clear violation of the rules, you and your coach, you or your coach, it doesn't matter who it was. The rules are, are simple. You're not supposed to get coaching. You're not supposed to be coaching. What if he he what if he would have just deducted a point? All he did was give you a warning. No points was taken off. No nothing. Just a warning. And you made your opponent feel so bad, she can't even enjoy her win. Because now there's so much controversy because he 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 ended up taking a game from you after you called him a thief, a thief. You know, now there's so much controversy, people, you know, saying that she didn't even win it fair and square. When Serena was in trouble the whole match. With now, this ain't this ain't facts, but this is just what I believe. I believe. She was just frustrated because she wasn't having the game that she thought that she should be having. You know, this this was well, this could have been. She was going for number 24. Grand Slam titles. So she was she was frustrated because she wasn't playing how she thought she was going to play. 
this girl's in her first time and you know she she this this is her 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 first uh grand slam title she 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 she's beating serena and she can't even enjoy it because serena want to act like a child she want to act so entitled like i'm serena williams how dare you do that to me because that's what it came off to me. And I don't really have a problem with players do it all the time. LeBron James do it. LeBron James is one of my favorite players of all time. Kobe done it. Jordan done it. All star players do it. I just don't like, you know, the reaction of what people had after the fact. Just because it was Serena. Because if it was the other girl, nobody would be paying attention to this. Nobody would care. They would have just brushed her off. Maybe the umpire would have probably gave her you know, a point right off the bat. Take away a point right off the bat. But it's Serena. I thought he handled himself really well. I thought, you know, he held his emotions in check. You know, Serena even called a female down. She agreed with the judge. So it's like, is is she sexist too? Like, that's the go-to move for everybody nowadays. Either, either you're racist or you sexist. But you want to live in an equal time zone, right? You want You want equal rights. If you want equal rights, you got to Put your big boy pants on, put your big girl panties on, and let's go, you know? Play ball. Moving right along, um, we got two NFL games tonight, Monday Night Football. Um, I believe in the first game we got the uh, Lions and the Jets. Uh, I don't know who decided to put this game on Monday night. Um, This this is beyond me um, why this game would be Monday night. the Lions are playing at home. This game is so depressing because it's the Lions and the Jets. Sam Darnold is making his his debut as a starter. I think this is uh, a bad move for the Jets. I said it on RTS Sports. I said it on this podcast. I thought they should have kept Teddy Bridgewater, uh, but I knew, but I know where they were coming from. They're gonna get the most value uh, out of Teddy Bridgewater rather than a Josh McCown. Josh McCown has been there. Uh, he's a starter, so he'll be a mentor for. Sam Darnold, I just don't think this is going to be good enough for them. They are playing in Detroit uh, on the road in his first start. I think this game is a disaster for them. I think the Detroit Lions win this. You know, I think Matt Stafford has a big, a big, a big game tonight. Um, I think Golden Tate has a good game. I think that defensive line is going to be is going to be all over the Jets, all over Sam Darnold all night. Um, you know, they're going to make. You know, Jermaine Curse, one one of his wide receivers, is uh is is um he's doubtful for the game. Sure he'll play, but he probably won't be a hundred percent uh Sam Darnold, that is, uh receivers. Um but um this game, I don't think this game will be close tonight. I think this is gonna be a blowout of the odds makers got Detroit as a seven point underdog, uh, but I got them winning at least by fourteen to seventeen points tonight. Um for our second game, the Rams and the Raiders, the team that everybody says should have kept Khalil Mack, how stupid they were. Let's see how they play without Khalil Mack. Um, uh, the Rams are playing at home tonight. I have the Rams winning this. I picked them uh, RTS Sports yesterday. I got the Rams picking this for a couple reasons. One, I think it's just going to be too emotional for that team with John Gruden. Um you don't know how the the continuity is going to be, the chemistry is going to be with uh, Derek Carr and Jordan Nelson. They didn't really have a good rapport in the preseason. Uh, maybe they get that down. Marshawn Lynch is getting a, a bit older. Um, I still like Amari Cooper, although he's kind of underperformed. But uh, I still like that. We'll have to see how, how they gel 
But on the contrary, the Los Angeles Rams was my pick to win that that NFC West division. And um, if I got them winning that division, I definitely got to have them winning this game, this crucial game one right here. Um, you know, uh, Jared Goff has made big strides. Uh, Todd Gurley, I mean, that's you know that he needs no explanation. Um, they did get Brandon Cooks in the offseason. You know, uh, they still have Cooper Cup, who, who's a who's solid. They picked up the listen, man. The Los Angeles Rams had one of the best offseasons that I can remember. Almost kind of like what the Patriots did last season when they was getting Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks. You know, they were just getting everybody for cheap, you know. Uh, although they paid for Gilmore a little bit, but they got they did pay Aaron Donald. So you know he's gonna be happy. He 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 he's gonna be excited. Cause now he has to live up to that contract because he knows he's not gonna get another one if he doesn't. Uh but Aaron Aaron Donald is one of the, the best interior de- defense alignment in all of in all of the NFL. I don't see how that changes anyways. If any like I said, if anything, I think this money motivates him to go out and prove that he deserved that. Uh they they got Nadamakin Sue. So you're telling me you got Nadamakin Sue and you got Aaron Donald on the same defensive line? Come on, man. That's absurd. Then you get two of the best cover corners in all of the NFL and Aqib Talib and um and Marcus Peters. You know, so you're probably not gonna be able to throw the ball much if you're Sam Donald tonight. I, I see Sam Donald at least throwing two picks tonight in this game. Um uh, um, you know, they have LaMarcus Joyner playing safety. He's one of the best ball hawk safeties. You know, the guy who can cover, I mean, massive amount of ground. Um, so I think the defense is just going to prove to be too much for them. The offense uh, is going to probably get out to a slow start, but I think they definitely gets it going. I got the Los Angeles Rams winning this game tonight. Uh, and like I said, I don't even think it's going to be close. Another thing I wanted to go over uh or talk about was, you know, a couple couple of the college football games from the other night. Um Michigan State did get upset. I'm not gonna talk about them, but Michigan State got upset by Arizona State. Uh Kurt, Coach Harm Edwards is now two and zero at Arizona State. Everything is looking to be pretty good down there in uh I believe what they in Tempe or uh, Phoenix. One of the I can't remember which one is in Tempe, which one is in Phoenix. Uh but uh, he seen he seen they got them boys rolling. They they two and zero. Um, now the the game that really just uh, I thought Texas and them got robbed. And I'm not much of a Jimbo Fisher fan, and I definitely do not like the SEC. Um, but I thought late in that game, on that drive, two minutes left. Uh, I thought when he dove for the end zone and the Cleveland Browns almost had this kind of, uh, the Cleveland Browns had sort of this, this sort of this similar situation, but I thought he fumbled the ball outside of the pylon. You know, I thought he fumbled the ball outside the pylon. I also said in that game, I didn't think Clemson looked, looked all of that well, but I thought he, he fumbled the ball into the pylon or on the left side of the pylon which means he fumbled the ball out of bounds. The call on the field, I think, made this so difficult because on the field, they called 
that it was a touchback. At that point, it's going to be hard to overturn the call that's on the field. So a lot of a lot of times in these situations, you know, um, you are defined by uh, or your fate is defined by what was called on the field, because that means everything, because now in order to overturn that, they have to know without a doubt that, you know, whatever happened, whatever they called on the field didn't happen. I thought it was a close call, but the fact that they called it on the field, I knew they wasn't going to, I knew they wasn't going to overturn that, you know, uh, you know, subsequent, they can't, you know, they got to stop. They came down the field. They, um, they scored. Now I thought Kellen Mon was, I thought Kellen Mon, I thought he played a, I thought he played, you know, a, a terrific game, you know, a uh, couple plays sent out to me. One, I think it was like a third and whatever, third and four, something like that. Zone read. He pulls it perfect down the sideline. Another time he gets out, he rolls out, throw it to the end zone. Uh, I thought he threw it up for grass, but you know, great catch by the receiver. Uh, you know, I, you know, he he played about as good as they can, about as good as he can play. And then Jimbo Fisher killed him by running that two point conversion, not the two point conversion. The play for the two-point conversion, rolling out to one side. I hate rollouts. He did that a lot at Florida State when he was coaching Florida State. You know, and I think on the goal line, you limit yourself if your first option is not there because everybody is so crowded. Everybody is flowing over there. Defensive line is flowing over there. Linebackers are flowing over there. You already got a cornerback over there. You got a safety over there. Everything, everybody just flows over there. You basically give the backside corner and the backside safety uh, you know, a playoff. They don't even have to do anything. You know, uh, he rolled out, and I thought, you know, he had nowhere to go at the football. You know, and you know that's stupid. Um, also, um, my Cleveland Browns last night, man, um, or yesterday, we forced six turnovers, man, six turnovers, and we end in a tie. That's to me, that's like a loss to me. You know, that's that's definitely a loss. We forced six turnovers. They forced one turnover. So we're plus five in the turnover margin. And we end in a tie. Now, I'm going to give them a pass because, you know, I was hard on Tyrod during the game because, you know, he was underthrowing receivers. Even the play to Josh Gordon, I thought he underthrew him because Josh Gordon had to step on, he had to step on him. But I'm going to, and then he threw the interception to the same guy, you know, um, underthrew Josh Gordon again. But this time it was badly underthrown. And you know Josh Gordon didn't even have a chance to the, 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 um to uh, make a play, but I said I was going to give him a pass because man, it was storming out there, it, it, it like raining. It it was literally just coming down hard out there, you know. So I'm sure that made it harder to throw the football. So I'm not going to kill him, but we have to do better in executions. The Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, uh, you know this did. This is our best start since 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 2004. Not really, but you know, it is what it is. We 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 didn't lose. So, I guess that's kind of a win, but we didn't win either. So, we lost. You know, um I thought we had a perfect opportunity at you know, uh, at the end of the game get the interception or the fumble uh the interception and Miles Garrett blocking the back. What like honestly, what were you doing anyways? I I've never understood a block in the back. I played football just about all my life. I played receiver, a position that, you know, we we block enough. 
I've never got called for a block in the back. And I play special teams too, as as well as offense. I've never got a block in the back call. Never. I've why? What's the point? Honestly, what's the point? What's the point of pushing somebody in the back? I, I just don't I just don't understand it. Push this back, long field goal, which means in the wet rain, now it's even harder. It's already hard to kick a long field goal anyways, because you know, you you subject to get it blocked because you have to have a low trajectory. You can't put that 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 little swift up underneath. You gotta kick it. Kick it. They they so what happened in that situation? He has to kick the ball low so it can travel. What happened? TJ Watt, JJ Watt's little brother, block blocked under the field goal, and then we end in a tie. We have to do better, Cleveland Brown. I'm not accepting that tie. I'm not accepting that at all. But that's going to be it. That's going to be my time for the day, guys. Uh, we will preview uh, college football week three uh, tomorrow. Uh, we will also recap Monday night football. Um, you know, sorry, my bad. We will recap football. We will we will preview college football on Thursday because we're not on on Wednesday. Catch me on RTS Sports tomorrow where we recap uh t- tonight's game also um on wednesday we will preview the thursday night game we will preview the thursday night game and on thursday i will make my game picks on rtf sports live i, I want to say man i want to appreciate i thank you guys for the support thank you guys for everything that you do make sure you 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 subscribe to the podcast uh you will get notifications every time i post uh every time i post the episode uh, you will get those notifications. So make sure you 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 um subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you um you leave me a rating. Uh, you know uh I accept criticism too. You know uh if I'm doing something, you know if you think that I can do something better, uh leave me a rating. You know uh leave that in the reviews. But I just want to say I appreciate everything that you guys do. Continue to download the podcast. You guys are 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 you know doing your thing with those numbers. I appreciate it. I see you guys on Wednesday. See you guys tomorrow on RTF Sports. But on Unpopular Opinion, see you guys on Wednesday.